This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I am your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. I have not done a show in two weeks. I mean, I haven't, you know, I guess it's three weeks since the last time I did a show. Uh, But there was two weeks in between there where I would have done shows, but I didn't. And if you've been following me on Facebook, if you're a Facebook friend, and if you've liked Dimland Radio, uh, you will know at least some of what was going on. Okay, so let's let's kind of recap here. I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to spend a good deal of this recapping what's been going on. This could be also considered a, I guess, a Tales from the Janitor's Closet because the last, uh, uh, well, two weeks uh, prior to this past week, the two weeks before this past week, if you're listening to this on the Saturday that the show drops, this is going to drop on, uh, on uh, April 16th. This is show number 533, by the way. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, if you know, so uh, the week the week prior to this show coming on, that was my first week at my new job. Remember, the last show I did, I think I told you I was going to start another job. I was going to give up the janitor job, the uh, the 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 office manager janitor job. I still will clean buildings a couple nights a week, but. I'm not. No more am I doing the office manager thing for the for the janitor place. Uh, I just uh, I had an opportunity to go back to a place that I used to work at to work in the office there. My wife works there in the art department. It's a silk screening shop in Minneapolis. It's called Coldside. Uh, it's uh, it's a it's a uh, it's one. It was my favorite job that I ever favorite place that I ever worked at. There were there was another place that was close in in my enjoyment, but uh, that didn't last nearly as long as my affiliation with uh, with Coldside. So uh, this was you know to get back there. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to have some dealings with um, with employers employees you know some stuff there and some dealings with customers that might not be happy about something I'm sure that'll come up but it's not going to be like it was with the janitor job the thing that was just just really wearing down on me after 14 plus years of doing it was that I was just getting tired of managing people I was getting tired of it uh, when I, I think I might have mentioned this when I was talking about it on the last last show that I did. When I would be cleaning, in the days when that's all I did for this janitor company, I didn't worry about anything else going on really. I didn't worry if uh, there was an open run 
to be cleaned if somebody was uh, sick. I didn't worry if, if somebody else wasn't doing their job properly. All I cared about, all my concern was, was to do a good job in the building I was taking care of or buildings. Right? That's all I was concerned about. But once I started working in the office, once I'm the office manager, then you've got those other concerns, plus the concerns of uh, you know supply shortages, uh, issues with our company van, all these other things, fixing equipment, getting you know getting that kind of stuff done. All of a sudden, all that's a part of my concerns. So you know I, I came to envy the cleaners that work for uh, for the, the the company because all they had to be concerned with was going in and cleaning. That was it. Just do their job. Let's do their job. That's all you got to do. So that was wearing on me. Now this other job, it, that's not going to be quite as, as pressing. It's, I'm not going to have that kind of stress. I'm sure there'll be something. And anyway. So that went into my decision to, you know, to accept the job offer. All right. So when I got down to um, the last two weeks working for the janitor service, I gave four weeks notice. The first week, the boss kept dropping kind of little guilt things, and by the Monday or Tuesday of the of the you know third to last week, I told him, "Look, enough with the guilt. I'm leaving." You know, I told him, "Just just stop." You know, I know it's going to be a lot for you to adjust to. I know it's it came out of the blue. I understand. I'm doing the best I can to make this transition as smooth as possible. And, and I was. I was working on getting everything written down out of my head and onto the computer and onto paper and just in a way that would be understandable so they would know the flow, right? And, but there was stuff that you're just going to have to pick up by doing it, right? It's just going to happen. That's how I did it. And, you know, over the years, it's just, it's in my head, right? It's, it's just not something that I had all noted down. I know certain things about certain clean about the cleaners. I know certain things about about the accounts. I know yeah, it's just it's just how it goes. Uh so we got so the the first show that I didn't do, uh I posted on Thursday or Friday before the show that I wasn't going to do a new Dimland radio that week because um as busy as all get out and I had a cold. You know, I was sick. I, was, I didn't feel well. So I just wasn't able to concentrate on doing a show. And it wouldn't be fair to try to do something when I didn't just didn't have it, you know. So I posted that. And so let's go to that week. And what was going on? Well, we'll start with Tuesday. Uh, that Tuesday, there was a meeting in, in the middle of the day between the boss, myself, and our and our supervisor uh, the supervisor essentially the meeting was to tell the supervisor that I was leaving the company in a couple of weeks time at least the office managing stuff I'd still clean but I wouldn't be doing fill-in or any of that I'm just cleaning my buildings I told the boss's wife that she tried to say, well if we get really busy and I said no I'm doing my buildings that's all I'm concerned with I'm not filling in I'm not doing project work that's it that's all I'm doing I will fix vacuum cleaners if they need that, but that's that's fine. That doesn't come up very often. So anyway, you know, it, and and the the boss 
you know, he did, you know, did his best to reassure the supervisor that things will go okay. We are interviewing either by phone or bringing some people in or getting that set up to bring people in to see if some we can find somebody to work in the office. But in the meantime, this is what's happening. Okay, so supervisor goes goes off to go on with his day, and the boss and I stick around, and we we you know it's the middle of the day still, it's like noon thirty was the meeting. So he and I were talking, and we were just we weren't talking as as employer and an employee. We were talking just like a couple of guys, and that was fine. But the thing is, he had told me like the day before, he says, "Ah, oh, I'm getting over a cold. I got a cold or something like that." So I don't know. We weren't masked. I've been a little lax, I have to say. So, okay, well, my day goes on that Tuesday. I work that night, and as the day goes on, I start feeling like I'm getting a cold. I finished up the night work, got home, eventually went to bed, woke up at about, I don't know, a little after 2 in the morning, feeling like I had a fever break. So I got up, checked my temperature. It was okay, but for some reason, I decided I think I'm going to take a COVID test and just see... Just, 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 you know that that uh, the subvariant of the Omicron, Omicron uh, variant, the subvariant, the BA two, that was coming around, and it's even more infectious than the Omicron, Omicron. Uh, you know, it's even more infectious than that. Which that was the uh, the, the the Omicron, Omicron was even more infectious than the Delta. So that it's just like, ugh, it's, it was, yeah. Okay, so I, I do the test, shows up negative. I take a picture of it, put it on Facebook, and say, well, I guess it's just a cold back to bed. Well, I get up the next morning, and people had responded, and more than one person, like two or three actually said, and one of them was somebody that I know personally, were all saying, you might want to test again. A uh, couple days, check tests again, because these home tests, from what I understand about the home tests, and they didn't bring this up, but this is something that, that I've heard elsewhere, that the home tests that you get you know, from the, uh, from the government, um, those are pretty damn good at a positive. You know, if you get a positive, you're pretty sure that, that that's accurate. The negatives might not be as accurate. It, I think is there's more of a chance of a false negative with those tests than there is for a false positive. Uh, a PCR test is, I think, you know, even more in depth, takes more time, uh, way of testing whether or not you have the. I guess they're testing for the antibodies. Uh, I guess uh, whatever they're testing for to see if you've got the, the if you've got COVID. Uh, you know, the PCR test I think is a little more accurate. But we didn't take we. Anyway, so I had that in the back of my mind. I uh, might want to test this again. We'll see. Well, this cold persisted as I went on through my week. Uh, I'm doing more work to get stuff done. But I and I worked nights. Uh, I did Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday that week, which is my normal kind of uh, uh, evening schedule. Got home from work on Friday, and I felt feverish. So I checked my temperature, and it, and I did was running. I, I was running a fever. It was 100 degrees, right on the nose. And I went, ooh, okay. Well, that's not the 101 degrees that the CDC says you should look out for. If you have a a, 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 a mild fever of a of 101 degrees Fahrenheit, that is, uh, that's a, that's a sign. That's a that's a possibility that you got the COVID. So it was 100. So I took some Tylenol, which is a fever reducer, 
and my temperature seemed to go down a little bit. And I never had a fever again after that, uh, as far as I know, because any time I checked my temperature after that, it was always within normal. So I thought, oh, that's interesting. Uh, I rearranged my schedule working at the comic book store on, instead of Saturday. I did it on Sunday because it's not open Sundays. The boss doesn't come in. I said, look, I've got a cold. Let's not, let's not chance things. I'll just come in on Sunday. So, okay. Same weekend that, you know, that, so I didn't do that show. That's the first week that I didn't do a show. Uh, that Saturday, Amy lets me know that she's sick. You know, so, oh, crap, I gave you my cold, was my thinking. And she said uh, she was really tired, lots of body aches, and she had a fairly persistent cough. Not a constant cough, but fairly persistent. You know, and it didn't sound good when she did cough. And I was thinking, oh boy, I don't know. This was Saturday. Sunday, she wasn't any better. I thought I was starting to feel better, but no, I really kind of wasn't on Sunday. And in fact, that's when I started to get what I call a brain fog. And I think other people have called that the same thing. I have, you know, my symptoms, what was going on was... Um, uh, other than the brain fog, was that I had a little bit of a scratchy throat. I had a little bit of sinus pain. Uh, my ears were plugged up a little bit, uh, which made my nerve damage in my ears. I get ringing in my ears all the time. Made that more acute. I could hear. I could hear it more uh, readily than I normally can. My ears aren't plugged because uh, some of the outside noise gets in there and kind of masks the inside noise from. You know, from being noticed, right? But when your ears are plugged up a little bit, the outside noise doesn't quite come in as much, and so that inside noise starts to become more uh, um, noticeable. So I had that happening. But the, I, um, I had some achiness, but not much. My energy level was was okay, and I could still function and do stuff. And I, but I had this f brain fog, which is which um slight headache but not quite a headache just feeling off and it felt like somebody had a heat lamp over my head i didn't have a fever i kept checking except for that one night i didn't have a fever kept checking it of course i was taking tylenol or ibuprofen back and forth both of which will reduce for fevers but whenever i checked it it was well within the normal range but it felt like i had a fever going so i just was calling it this brain fog uh, Amy also got a metallic taste when she in her mouth all all the time, and I would get it when I would eat certain stuff like you know ketchup, mustard, vinegar. You know, I'd have some vinegar chips, and it's like ooh, that's something's something's weird there. So that was happening. Okay, she wasn't any better Sunday night. Figure she's going to stay home. Monday I go into work. Now this is the last week. This is the week in which the boss is going to be at the office every day. Now, he's not going to come in at, right at the beginning of the day. He's not going to spend the whole day there, but he's going to be there every day. And this guy's got ADD. I mean, I can't say that absolutely. I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose. But he just can't pay attention. He can laser focus on some things, but otherwise he's just like, he's just not, it's just, it's, 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 it's terrible. And I tell him the same, he asks me the same questions over and over and over. I give him the same answer over and over and over. Ugh. Then his son, his son will come in, uh, his, or, or both of his sons would be in there. Uh, the wife, uh, his wife came down one day. She wore a mask. Nobody else did, except for me. And I kept telling him, at Monday, I said, I've got a cold. I'm going to wear a mask. If you're interviewing people, 
you keep them up there. I'm going to keep back here, and you do what you got to do. But I'm wearing a mask. You shouldn't, you know, give me some distance and all that kind of stuff. That same Monday, the boss and I have to go out to see one of our customers, and I we pile in, you know, I pile in with him in his car. Uh, I'm still wearing my mask. He's not because you know he's got an immune system. He hasn't been vaccinated or anything. He never liked to wear the mask. Never wore them properly when he did wear them, and you know, you no, know, and he'll he'll be fine. We go see the customer. I think this is how it went. I got a text from Amy, who was staying home. She sent a picture of our thermometer with the with the temperature on there. It was one hundred one. Point five degrees, one hundred one point five degrees. And that was her temperature. She was running a fever, and I said, I looked at it. And went, oh shit! I said, uh oh, that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's not good. And she said, I'm going to test. I'm going to take the you know a COVID test. And I said, okay, let me know how it goes. I told the boss. I'm in the car. I said, hey, she's got a hundred one point five degree fever. That's uh, that's one of the signs. And he says, oh, I'm not worried. Okay, so we go see the customer. I keep my distance. I wear my mask. Nobody else there is wearing a mask, but I'm wearing a mask. I keep my distance. I try to make sure that, you know, to be as careful as I can be. And then we're driving back to the office, and Amy sends me another text. She had a positive test. She had COVID. I told the boss right away. I said, hey, uh, Amy's uh, tested positive. She's got COVID. That means I probably have it too because I'm sick too. And he says, well, I'm not worried. Which led to him saying, it was funny, you know, you got vaccinated and you still got it. And it's just, oh, God, so stupid. That's such a stupid thing to say. I said, you know, you really have to stop getting your vaccine information from Fox News because you don't know shit. Well, that's just your opinion. No, you don't know shit. Well, no, that's just your opinion. No, you don't know shit. Well, it's just your opinion. Oh, God. Get back to the office. I tell the boss's son. My wife's got tested positive for COVID. I'm going to test myself tonight. I probably got it, so you should keep your distance. I did test that night. Turns out I got COVID. It's a positive test. Well, here's the, you know, my wife had, you know, uh, in the meantime, before I got home, she had called the nurse at our at the at the clinic, and you know just said these are my symptoms. I've had a positive test. The nurse confirms, yeah, that's you've got COVID. That's you've got it. But the good news was for her calling the nurse was the nurse said, um, since your symptoms showed up on Saturday and this was Monday, she was within the five day window uh, to be eligible to get. Uh, 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 an antiviral medication by you know, that Pfizer uh, came up with. Uh, it's called uh, Pax, Paxlovid, and it's a medication that you get. It's an antiviral that you, that's designed to uh, help uh, lessen the severity of COVID and to shorten the duration of your infection. And and so she, since she was in that five day window, she could get the prescription. But she had it had to be gotten from Regions Hospital, which is in downtown St. Paul. And the nurse also said that somebody outside of our household had to go down and pick it up because they didn't want somebody, you know, like I go, me going down there because I, I might have COVID or at least I'm exposed to it. So they want, you know, they don't want to take that chance. 
Well, Amy contacted the pharmacy at Regents Hospital. Uh, I contacted my older brother to see, you know, who has recently retired. It wasn't his idea, but he's retired. It's a story I'm not going to tell, but, you know, he's retired. So what has he got to do? I asked him if he would be able to pick it up. And he would, but he wouldn't be able to do it till the next morning, which was fine because the pharmacist needed to confirm with the nurse what medications uh, Amy was taking and if there would be any kind of drug interaction. So Amy was advised by the nurse to cut back on a couple of things that she was taking uh, while she takes this other stuff. Bob went out there the next day, uh, picked up the medication, brought it over here, left it on the porch, texted Amy, uh, the meds on, the, on your porch, so thank you, Bob. So Amy took them, and it really did help her. Now, I was beyond, way beyond the five days, because I was showing symptoms like the Tuesday before. All right, so I'm working through that week. i got to look at the clock. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to come back and give you a little more of the Tales from the Janitor's Closet. My last week, <laughs> I'm up to that last week, at at the uh, at the janitor job and uh, it's it's I think you could almost call it the perfect storm. Uh, I'll, you're listening to Dimland Radio and Z Talk Radio Network. Uh, I'll be right back. Other guys. The finger. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. To Dimland Radio here on the Z Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'm uh, I'm in, I'm well into the story of the uh, from uh, Tales from the Janitor's Closet. Um, I'm uh, it's I'm in the uh, last week working as the office manager for this janitorial service. I've you know, I figured I found out that I've got that I had COVID. Amy's got COVID. Uh, 
know, so Amy's told by the nurse to, to not return to work until after April 8th. Uh, I'm still going to work. Now, I, I texted the boss and, and his wife. I said, I've got COVID. Fair warning. I feel well enough to work, but, you know, I'd recommend that you guys wear a mask if you're around me. And they're fine, you know, okay. And when I clean buildings, and I know what you're thinking, I shouldn't be cleaning buildings either. I, I know, I know, but the work's got to get done, and i got to get out of there. Uh, and when I clean buildings, well, there's nobody else there. If there is somebody else in the building, I've got my mask on, and I keep a distance, and I do my best to just make sure that I'm not, you know, spreading it around. Okay. Um... You know, I, I, so and it also happened to be, like I said, this perfect storm kind of thing. So I've got COVID. It's my last week of work. I've got the boss there. I've got, you know, one or the or, or both of his sons down at the place. His wife comes in on one of those days. You know, it's it normally, if it had been two months earlier than I gotten COVID, I would have been isolating in the office. If I felt the same way that I did there. Uh, this through this just the brain fog and the slight aches and pains but nothing super major but the brain fog uh, I'm telling you that was weird um, if it was that I would have gone sat in the office all by myself wouldn't have to worry about it and I just tell you know the supervisor hey if you come in wear your mask which he normally did and you know and and I'll wear my mask and and we'll just you know be quick and not not you know keep distance from me and all that so but no it had to be the week that people were going to be in the office. It had to be that week. Okay, so I worked Tuesday night, got home, it was fine, and I, and I, you know, fine enough. Wednesday, do the work thing again, and I was just, I was, uh, was getting fed up with my boss. You know, like I said, ADD. I'd been telling him that uh, the certain aspects of what I do, like ordering supplies for the month and other notes about each building, I said, I will go over that Thursday because Thursday, the plan was that he'd be there, his the one son of his would be there, and his wife would be there. And said, I want to go over all this with the three of you there, okay? You know, But he kept asking me questions about that. And finally, at some point in the day on Wednesday, I just said, Said I just said, look, I, says, I told you I'm going to talk about this tomorrow. <laughs> and, and then I immediately apologized for being cranky and all that. And, and he's, he understood. He says, you know what? I think I'll go home now. It was like quarter, it was 20 to 4 in the afternoon. So he gave me like an hour and a half to just have quiet time to continue the work that I had to do. Well, that's just this repeated question. You know, or questions asked to me over and over and over again. I've already asked that. I've already answered it. I've already. You just start. <sighs> Wednesday night, I was cleaning. I was finishing up. I, uh, you know, and and I got a call from the supervisor, who, by the way, was also sick. I don't know if he had COVID, but he was also not feeling well. He, he calls. One of our cleaners, he tells me, is in the hospital. And he, and he was trying to get me to help him do some cleaning. And I said, no, I'm done doing that. I'm not, I'm not well. I want to go home. I'm not doing that. I, I'm sorry. You know, call the boss. Talk to the boss. So I got home. 
and I, I, I texted the supervisor, look, I'm sorry I can't help you. I just, I feel, you know, I'm pretty worn out at that point, and I'm, I'm you know, I can't. And he says, don't worry about it, I'll take care of it. And he did. Well, it turns out the cleaner wasn't in the hospital. Her father was. So she was back the next night and all that. So that was fine. But it was like, this had to happen. It had to happen in my last week. It had to happen. Why not? You know, just reminding me, this is why you're leaving. That Thursday morning, got an email from one of our customers complaining about the cleanliness level of a couple of the restrooms in one of their buildings. Right? Okay. Well, I go over that with the supervisor. And I said, are these the two restrooms that are on the northeast side of this building? He, he looks at the pictures that the customer sent in. He said, yeah. That's where those are. And I said, those are the two restrooms that get cleaned once a week? And he said, yeah. Once a week on Thursday night? He said, yeah. The customer sent in the complaint on Thursday morning. They hadn't even been cleaned yet. I did send him an email with the boss and the wife's permission and help with wording it to the customer saying, uh, we showed this uh, to the supervisor. Uh, he's pretty sure those are the two restrooms that are on the northeast side of this building. Uh, the one, uh, the, the restrooms that we clean once a week on Thursday nights. Is that correct? <laughs> Just a, a subtle way of saying, dude, we haven't cleaned these for a week. Because they'll get cleaned tonight. Anyway, but it's... it's he kind of did us a favor doing it that day because if he had gone in and checked it on the Friday and those same problems that he was pointing out were there, well then that would be a different story. But okay. But then again, there you go. Another example of why I want to get out of there. <laughs> I worked that night, that Thursday night, because it's the first week of the month. Four nights. I worked four nights that week because I clean a building once a month first Thursday of the month. So that first week of the month can be a real pain in the ass. And so I did that, and I go to work on Friday, go to the office. I'm, you know, uh, I fix some vacuum cleaners. The two sons come in, and the, and the boss comes in, and they're clearing out stuff in the basement. They're deciding, let's, let's get this stuff out of here. Let's throw it away. So they're getting stuff prepared to throw away. I get three vacuum cleaners repaired and ready to go, and I, I've, I've done everything I can. Uh, and, and so the end of the day comes, uh, the, uh, the boss's wife calls and talks to me a little bit, and then she starts crying because, you know, she's going to miss me, I guess, but they're realizing how much work I did for them. And then I leave the office, and I head to clean my building. It's only going to be a couple hours. I mislaid my keys. I went back to the office to see if the keys were at the office. They're not in the office. I still have the office key. The boss still wants me to have the office key because I want he wants me to come by and fix vacuum cleaners once in a while. So I need and to pick up my own supplies if I need them. So I'll have a key. Okay, fine. But that's well, I know could be something. But I got back to the office. The keys aren't there. I'm checking my pockets. They they were in the lining of my jacket. I found the keys. I've, I've in the 33 years that I've done building cleaning for these people, I've never lost a set of keys. And I still haven't, but it was it's like, oh, great. So now I, I came all the way back to the office, and it was on me anyway. It was in the lining of my jacket. Somehow it got in there. I don't know how. It just did. So I go back to the building. I clean it. And, um, you know, I, I should say that by that Thursday and that Friday, the brain fog was lifting. 
It started to clear up on Friday, was or Thursday, it was even more clear on Friday, and over the weekend the brain fog just pretty much went away. Uh, you know, and that's that was good. Anyway, so I go I get I go to the building that Friday, I clean, takes a hour and a half, two hours, whatever, get it done, and I got out of the building and I, I get into my car and I sit there for like a minute or two. And I just sit there and I said it's over. This week is done. Finally. I mean, it's just, ugh. You know that feeling? That's just that feeling of it's just, it's done. I weathered the storm. I'm out and I just need to just go home. I decided not to do a show again that week because of the, you know, dealing with the COVID and dealing with all the stuff I was dealing. Four nights working that week. It's just, there was, again, no way I was going to be able to do a show last week either. So, <sighs> and this week I started back at the at cold side. Uh, it's going to be interesting the next six weeks because the office manager there is, is in a band and he's going on tour. So you know we it was a crash course this week to try to catch me up. Some of the stuff I remembered, some of the stuff was new to me, and it's just getting back in the swing of things. You know it would have been nice to be able to just work with them and just work with them and you know until I'm I'm. You know, until I'm back at it, but I'm just going to have to deal with it for the next six weeks. There is one of the owners; he'll come down, and the office manager. He's he's going to be available by the phone or email, and he'll you know we'll be in touch, and and he'll get me through if I if I feel like I don't know where I'm going, he'll get me through it. But he told me through the week a couple of times. He says, "Oh, I don't have to worry about that because you did that just fine." You know, so, uh, when I answered the phone, he said he had somebody he had to teach how to answer the phone and he was working with her like for two weeks working on trying to figure out how to answer the phone and she would still pick up the phone and say hello it's no no you name you say the name of the company <laughs> you can say hello and then the name of the company but you don't have to pick up the phone and say hello and, and he, he i got off the phone and he just went i don't have a worry about that at all you just the way you handled that that was just you know that was great so and there was some other things that he felt you know he was very happy when i said I was going to uh, take the job. He was very happy about it. And I get to work with Amy each day. And that's also pretty cool. Okay, I didn't think I was going to take two segments <laughs> of the show talking about this. Oh, by the way, by the way, throughout my, my having COVID, throughout the entire stretch, which by the way, I've joined the ranks of the great skeptics, <clears throat> if I consider myself a great skeptic, <laughs> of having having gotten COVID, there's there's uh, uh, there's George Robb, he got COVID. There's uh, uh, of the Geologic podcast. There's uh, there's uh, Bob Novella, Jay Novella, and Evan Bernstein of the Skeptics Guide to the Universe podcast. They got COVID. There's Celestia Ward of the Squaring the Strange podcast. She got COVID. There's uh, Blake Smith of the In Research of and Monster Talk podcast. He got COVID. And of the Penn Sunday School podcast, uh, his co Penn Jillette's co-host co Matt Donnelly, he got COVID, and Penn Jillette got COVID for the second time. And now I'm a, a member of their ranks. My wife and I, we've joined the ranks. We got COVID. And and my boss at the comic book store said. He said about me, he says, you're so hyper-vigilant about this stuff. You're, you, and if you got it, 
what what hope have the rest of us got? Well, I got to admit, I was not so hypervigilant about it recently because I was doing stuff without a mask. We can't figure out how we got it, or where we got it from. We don't know, but we got it. But anyway, as I was saying, throughout the whole thing, throughout the whole COVID thing, I still got my 10,000 steps a day. I still did. Oh, that is that has been something I've noticed after uh, getting over the covid is that i uh, i get winded a little easier you know walking up the stairs i can feel it a little bit so there's a little bit lingering so let's hope that that's not going to be a long-term problem i don't want to be a long hauler i don't want amy to be a long hauler you know with with this covid problems so um uh, i think i can get the second boost i know i can get the second boost but i uh, i because I, I think Amy has to wait to get the second boost because she was on that uh, Paxlovid. Uh, I've got, I want to find out. I want to talk to the pharmacist about that. But uh, I can, you know, once I've, you know, I've, I've checked it out online, the CDC says once you've recovered from a bout of COVID, you can, you can get the booster. You can get the second booster. I'm old enough to get it, so, and Amy is, but I won't tell you how old she is because, you know. Anyway, well, that's, that's, the, that's an extra long tales from the, from the janitor's closet and and uh, and our covid tale but you know what can i say that's 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 the thing that's 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 kept us on the sidelines a little bit at least amy not me you know because i'm just an idiot and i keep working well you're <laughs> i'm gonna take my second break you're listening to dimland radio on the ztalk radio network at ztalkradio.com i'm your host jim dr dim Simmons. all right I, i'll come back after this break i, I promise Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com. He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Happy Jack wasn't old, but he was a man. Hi, this is Pete Townsend of The Who. I just want to say that the United States Air Force is a great place to be. A great place to learn a space age skill and serve your country too. The aerospace team, that's where all the breakthroughs are. See your United States Air Force recruiter. Find out how you too can fly the skies, reach for the moon, and touch the stars in the United States Air Force. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, recovered from COVID, I hope. 
and uh, I, I've got other things to talk about. In fact, it's been so long because I've been off, uh, you know, haven't been doing the show because, you know, the COVID thing. Uh, it's been so long since I've done one of these. Time for another Dimland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? <laughs> well, <laughs> what do you hear? What they got wrong this time? So one of the uh, one of the places I clean, I won't say the name of the company uh, because that wouldn't be right of me. Uh, but I will say that the name of the company, the first two letters in the name, are S as in Sam, and N as in Nancy. S-N. Those are the first two letters. Um, now, uh, I clean this... Uh, it's a suite in a building that we do the common areas of, which I clean the common areas too. Uh, the suite is... F it's a fairly large suite, but we don't do... Uh, you know, there's a big warehouse part of it. We don't clean anything there. This is a couple... There's one section over by the warehouse, which is just like an open, like a floor of uh, a particular kind of tile that we take care of and empty the trash and wipe down door glass and stuff over in that there, that part. And then on the other part is where there's a, a big open room area where they have some tables set up for people to take lunch. There's a little kitchen. Uh, there's a hallway that kind of curves down. And on one side, there's a large conference room. And the other side are three, three offices. And then around the corner... Out on the other side of the warehouse, uh, um, uh, there's a there's a tiny there's one little office that I take care of out there. But otherwise, all that warehouse stuff and production areas, I don't do anything in. Okay. I noticed on a table in some section, there was a stack of letters. Uh, letters that were made out of apparently uh, made out of plywood. Uh, they were they're, they're they're like ten inches tall, eight inches wide. They're all lowercase letters. They're they're not super fancy. Uh, they're 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 not Helvetica, you know that that kind of typeface. But it's sort of like that. It's a sans serif typeface. That means there's no little tails at the ends of the letters. That's a serif. That's what they call a serif. These are sans serif. They don't have little tails, so they're they're kind of squared off at the edges. Um, it's you know just a you know, slightly designery but still fairly basic typeface, right? And they're all lowercase letters. And I wasn't, you know, I was dumb. I wasn't figuring out what they were, the, the words were spelling. But I saw them laying out on a table for a couple of times when I cleaned. And then one day, they were set up on the wall in that in that section that has the offices in the big room part of it. There's a long wall. That's blank otherwise, and they and these letters were professionally mounted to the to the wall. I say professionally because the spacing between the letters was was spot on, nice level. They were all the level of the of the base of the letters was spot on. Everything was good. Uh, the it, the the name of the company is two words. I'm not going to tell you what they are. Remember the first the the, the first two letters in the name are S. N. Okay? And it's two words. The first word, those letters were painted a dark brown. The, the second word, the letters in that word, 
are, uh, uh, are they they are the the color of the plywood because there's just a clear coating over the plywood. All right, and they're about uh, three quarter inch thick letters. All right, so when I I came into work one night, and the 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 name of the company had been installed upon the wall, and it was done in the style that's uh, uh, that's a design style that's been fairly popular for a little while now, where they take they'll take a two word phrase or two you know the two words of the names of the company the name of the company that's two words they'll put it out they'll spell it all as one word. But in this case, you know, the first word is in a dark brown color, and the second word is in a light, light tan color. But it's all put together as though it's one word. There's no space in between the two words of the, of the name of the company. Which starts with the letters S-N. Right. I walked in to the section where it's at. I see it's up on the wall. Walk in, and I see, oh, I see they put it on the wall. That's what they're doing. Oh, the S is upside down. Yeah. That's, that, I mean, I, like that, immediately. It was that, it was that quick. Oh, there's, the, oh, that's what they're doing, those letters. That S is upside down. <laughs> that's how quickly I spotted it. And that's because, you know, the, 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 the S, which is lowercase, um, it, it, the design of the letters is that so that the bottom of a, of a letter like an, like an S is a little heavier than the top. It's not that the, the line weight is heavier. It's that there's more to the hook on the bottom of the S than there is to the top hook of the S. There's a little more to it. It comes, it comes down around and it goes up a little farther uh, toward the middle of the letter than the top hook that comes over the top and starts to come down, uh, but doesn't. But it cuts off much quicker than that bottom part. You know, comes up. I hope I'm describing well enough. I will put a picture of this of the first two letters with me standing next to it, so you know that I didn't just take the word "us" and put it upside down. No, the letters are S N, and I'm standing there next to them. All right, and so you know, I'm not hanging in the air. Uh, it's a, it's, it's a, there it is. It's, it's, it's upside down. I see it. I, I sent it to Amy. She didn't quite catch it. I showed it last night to another person who was a graphic designer, an artist. Uh, I showed it to him. I said, do you see anything unusual about the, about that? And he looked at it for a little bit. He's, oh, the S is upside down. <laughs> he said, that quick. Oh yeah, the S is upside down. We notice these things. Right? So it's part of my pedantic nature, but it's also part of my training as a graphic artist. And uh, so I'm sort of on the uh, horns of a dilemma, although not really. Uh, because part of me wants to tell them. Part of me wants to say to the customer, do you realize the S is upside down? This, these were professionally installed, except they put the S up. And it's, the S being upside down is not a design element. It's not, because sometimes that could be the case. It's something that they did on purpose. They wanted the S up to be upside down. But you, I see other examples of their logo around, and the S is properly seated. So part of me wants to say to the, to the, to the owner of this, this company, who I've met a few times and spoken with and, and all that, uh, part of me wants to tell her. 
Do you realize the S is upside down? But I, th I think that maybe nobody's noticed. And to fix it would probably damage the wall because it's just, it's just sheetrock. It's just drywall that's been painted. And then these letters are, 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 are adhered to it. They're probably, uh, there's probably, they're probably glued onto the wall. So to take that off, it's going to damage the wall. So that's going to have to be fixed. Uh, and when they put it back in, so it's going to be a process. But if I, it, it, chances are they don't notice. They haven't noticed it. Nobody's seen it. Those chances are it's that. Uh, maybe they have seen it and they just said, well, what can you do? But if I don't want to run the risk of telling them, you realize that S is upside down? And they're going to look at it and think, oh, it is, isn't it? And then they'll either be compelled to have it fixed, which they should, but that might be a whole thing. Or they'll just say, well, what can you do? But now, what the, after that, they'll just look at it each time and say, that S is upside down. And I uh, hope nobody else notices. I didn't bring it up. But, man, I noticed it right away. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. When I didn't do the show two weeks ago, or three, it's hard to say how many weeks ago it was. The two, the two shows ago, that I, the first of the two that I didn't do, I had some stuff to talk about. When I said that I wasn't going to do the show, Thinking I would do it the following week, I figured, well, a couple of things I want to talk about are going to be a little uh, uh, not timely. Well, I'm going to talk about one of those things now, which is even less timely, even less topical. Uh, we watched the Oscars, Amy and I did, and, well, you know what happened at the Oscars. You know about it you know about it the slap right well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dissect you know whether or not it should have been done my initial reaction was i i posted on facebook two posts two posts about it first one was what just happened with a hashtag for chris rock one for will smith and one for oscars 2022 and that's all i put up and then later, I, I, I put up a prediction which shows that I'm not psychic. I'm not a good predictor. I thought that Chris Rock was going to be the one that was going to suffer more in this. But no, it's Will Smith. And that's right. Will Smith probably should suffer more for it. Uh, because it's, all, it's long been the policy, the official policy of Dimland Radio and myself personally is that the only time that violence is justified is when you are defending yourself against violence or you're defending somebody who's defenseless against violence. That's the only times that just that, that you can justify using violence. No other times. There's nothing. There's no other times. There's none. Right? And I've been pretty consistent in that viewpoint, and I'll get to that in a moment. So uh, if you want, I, I thought uh, uh, I thought Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote a really nice piece about how this affected not just the Oscars, not just the, the people directly involved, but how it affected the the, the black community, how it affects women. Uh, it, it, you know, he's, he, he, I think he does a really nice job talking about about this moment. I thought that Chris Rock was was going to be 
in trouble because he would be accused of punching down, which I thought he was a little bit if he knew that Jada Pinkett Smith shaved her head because uh, she has uh, some uh, uh, she has an immunity disorder, an immune disorder, but what do you call it? Uh, which leads to alopecia, which is hair loss, and so she decided to shave her head. That could not have been an easy decision to make. She looks great. She looks great with she. She does. She looks great. Uh, but that doesn't you know that doesn't matter really, because to, it's to the person themselves. Do they think they look great or what? It, it, it's 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 complicated, right? If and I my assessment was if Chris Rock knew that she had this condition then he's, he might be punching down. He could be considered punching down. If he was making fun of her for shaving her head because she did it because she was she just thought it would look good, because she was making a fashion statement, something like that, well then, yeah, I'm not so worried about that. But Will Smith getting up on stage, slapping him, slapping Chris Rock, and then getting back and yelling at him, well, the violence is not called for. It's just not called for in that situation. And it's shaking out the way it's shaking out and all that. That's all... So I'm not going to go deep into it. I'll link to uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's opinion piece on that uh, on the show notes page. Go to dimland.com, click on the show notes uh, slash blog option, and you'll and you'll you'll get to it. So I'm not going to go too deep into the woods in, in this thing. It's just you know everybody's talked about it. Everybody's had something to say about it. I don't know if Chris Rock has come out and said anything directly about it yet, but he hasn't pressed charges, and we'll see what happens. But uh, Will Smith. You know, I was wrong. I thought that Chris Rock was going to suffer more uh, consequences than he did, uh, and it was Will Smith that did. And it's proper because violence is not, it was not justified in that situation. It wasn't. But it led me to think a couple of things. Uh, one was when watching the pundits on the TV and on YouTube and on clips and watching people talk about it, they all, almost all universally echo the official policy of Dimland Radio. Violence is never justified unless it's to, you know, defend yourself against violence or you're defending someone else who is defenseless against violence. It's the only time it's justified. They were echoing, maybe not word for word, but that was the, the, the sentiment of, of myself, of my show here. They were doing that, right? And it made me think of one thing. I had a question. What if it turned out that Chris Rock was a Nazi. Would they be as consistent as I've been? Because remember when the, the thing happened? I think it was shortly after Asshole got elected president. Uh, shortly after that, uh, when some, some modern American Nazi guy was being interviewed out on the street and some Antifa kid come running over and punched him. And ran off. Remember that? Because I remember certain podcasts out there. And the three hosts on that podcast, and I won't say which one, they were all saying, yeah, you punch Nazis. You punch a Nazi. Even my wife and I got in the little, she thought, yeah, you punch a Nazi. I said, nope, you don't punch somebody because they have bad ideas. And Nazis have the worst ideas that humans can have. You don't punch them for having bad ideas. You just don't. It's not ethical. It's immoral. It's it's wrong. That that's been my position. You punch them if they're beating you up. You punch them if they're beating someone else up and they can't fight back or they're unable or they're out overwhelmed. 
then you can punch them. So I ask again, what if Chris Rock turned out to be a Nazi? The other thing that occurred to me about this, in the reactions to it, someone on Facebook put this thing up saying, you know, uh, uh, Will Smith hits like a bitch. And then someone on Court TV, of all things, Amy was watching some Court TV thing, uh, Closing Arguments, I think is the name of the show, and I think everybody on there, they're all lawyers, and they're all bad TV people. They're all bad at TV. They may be good at lawyering, but they're bad at TV. And, you know, the host of the show, I don't know his name, had four other lawyers on there, and they're all punditing about the, this, the slapping thing. And one of them, one of them says, a slap? He slapped him? What's he going to do next? Hit him with his purse? And I just, I wanted to kind of say some things about that. Um, first of all, hitting like a bitch... Do we, do we have to denigrate women? Do we have to show our disapproval of Will Smith's actions by denigrating women? Do we have to? And the same thing with the other guy. What are you going to do? Hit him with your purse? What are you going to do next? Hit him with your purse? Do we have to denigrate Will Smith? Or you know, to insult Will Smith by denigrating women? Do we have to do it that way? Because that's what that is. You know, they're, they're trying to emasculate him, saying you hit like a girl. You know... Uh, what are you going to do? Use your, your purse next? You're like a girl. You're like a woman hitting. Like somehow a, being a woman is lesser. Somehow it's inferior, right? That's, 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 the, that's the thing they're doing. Now they're trying to emasculate uh, Will Smith by saying those things, but in the process, they're insulting women. And I just thought, nah, no, you guys aren't getting it. You know, that's, that's not how you do things. It's just, that's wrong. Remember, the opposite of woke is asshole. Just said that in case anybody was listening to me saying, oh, listen to this woke guy. Just remember, the opposite of woke is asshole. Okay? All right? That's, that's what it is. Anyway, so I said to my wife, I says, you know, uh, a slap in this case... I don't know what was in Will Smith's mind. I don't know what he was thinking. Okay, I don't know what. It, but when we're talking about old school, about traditional toxic, toxic masculinity, if we're talking about that, you know, the kind of the John Wayne days, so the 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 old style, the brat, the Rat Pack guys, you know, the old style of men were men and women were girls, you know, that kind of thing. You know. It, oh, you know, those were the days. Well, you know what you were then. Men were men. You know, girls were girls and men were men. Girls were girls. Men were men. Not women were women. And I think in this case, it's more like women were girls. Okay? And again, if you're out there thinking, oh, listen to this woke guy, remember, the opposite of woke is asshole. So... As I have learned living life and living through the John Wayne era, and at the tail end of it anyway, uh, and, the, and the aftermath of the Rat Pack era, and the women were girls way of thinking, 
when a man hits someone, which you shouldn't do unless, of course, you're defending yourself against violence or you're defending someone else who can't defend themselves against violence. When a man hits someone, if he hits a man, another man, he punches. If he hits a woman, he slaps. Or if he hits a child, he slaps. Now, he shouldn't be doing any of that, but that's the old school, the toxic masculinity, the traditional thinking. That's the way, that's, that's that. Now, I don't know if that was in Will Smith's mind. The slap, if that was in Will Smith's mind, the slap was meant to emasculate Chris Rock. It was meant to say, you're inferior, you're a woman. Which again, why are we denigrating <laughs> women? You know, you know, see, it's this whole messed up nonsense. Now, I don't know, maybe Will Smith was slapping him because he was treating Chris Rock like a child. And in that way, in that case, he was infantilizing him. He was making him a child. You're just, you're, just, you're, just a, you're just a little kid to me. Maybe that was it. Maybe he slapped him because punching him would have been more damaging. And he didn't want to damage Chris Rock. He just wanted to embarrass him. He wanted to emasculate him, maybe, and a slap. That's what it, a slap means something different in that case. So when these people were trying to emasculate Will Smith by saying, one, he hits like a bitch or a girl, or, you know, what are you going to do next? Hit him with your purse. They meant to, that's an insult. But again, insulting Will Smith by denigrating women. You know, I'm sure there are plenty of women out there who can pack a punch, who can wallop somebody. There are plenty of women out there who can do that. You know, but we, we shouldn't. Because remember, the only time you are justified in using violence against another person is if you are defending yourself against violence or you're defending someone else who can't defend themselves against violence. That's the only times it's justified. So I ask again, what if Chris Rock was a Nazi. Good night, Frau Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Okay. Made it to the end of a show. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. I hope I, I hope I filled out the hour. I, I don't know where I'm at, but uh, if I didn't, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network. Get your vaccines, boost yourselves, wear a mask, take this seriously. I got the COVID, you can get it too. Uh, and anyway, I'm reminding you all to sleep with the lights off. You can check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option. And you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission.
This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow. Wow. Well, well I'm going, going to hell. hell.